Welcome to Suburban Warrior, the podcast that will impact, inspire, and empower you to transform your mindset and become the badass warrior that you are. I'm your host and fellow warrior, Chrissy Pfeiffer, former clinician and corporate marketing exec turns multi-passionate entrepreneur, performance and life coach, and mom to four not-so-little warriors. Each week, I will bring you honest conversations with inspiring guests to share their stories of resilience, optimism, success, and simple yet effective strategies so that you transform your thoughts and change your behavior to get the results you want in your life. You will be empowered to take action, warrior up, and believe in you. Let's do this. What's up, Warriors? Welcome back to another episode of the Suburban Warrior Podcast. I'm your host, Chrissy Pfeiffer. And on today's episode, we are going to dive deep into the age-old discussion of can women have it all? I mean, can we as moms be good moms and build a business? You know, can we work outside of the home and not feel guilty about it all the time? I know as a working mom in the corporate world for over 16 years and then starting my own business about 11 years ago, it has been a question that I still ask myself on the daily. And that's why I am so thrilled about today's guest, the boss mom herself, Dana Malstaff. Uh, Dana is the founder of Boss Mom and the creator of the Nurture to Convert Society. She is a mother, author, podcaster, content strategist, template architect, blind spot reducer, engagement facilitator, and movement maker. She helps moms with beautifully unpredictable schedules grow successful and sustainable businesses that don't take up all their time and keep working, even when they have to step away to be a mom or any other important role. Welcome to the podcast, Anna. So excited to have you. (laughs) Absolutely. You know, um, I'm really thrilled to have you on because, you know, like I said before we started recording, I feel like I feel like I know you because I've been following you on social media and I'm a part of part of the boss mom community on Facebook. And so I feel like I know you. So I'm thrilled that you're we're finally talking in person. This is amazing. Okay. Well, and I, people generally notice that I'm the exact same person online (laughs) as I am in real life, which is a little quirky. I talk a little too fast. I'm overly passionate about, well, things that are important, but also things that nobody else cares about. (laughs) I love it. And I, and I love being an absolute dork. Like my mom was a, like still has these lovely child tendencies where they call her the Mimi monster and she'll just go and chase the kids around and hide in a closet and jump out to scare them. She's the one (laughs) that is the first one to jump in a puddle, you know, and and that is, that is, uh, I got very lucky with my mom and I am that same way. I'm like, we should be as childlike for as long as possible. Cause life is too annoying and complex. Oh my gosh. Be. You, you got that right. I, I second that one sister. Um, okay. So tell us for those that aren't, don't know what boss mom is about mm-hmm. the community and all that you do, give us a little bit of insight as to, you know, I would love to know why you started boss mom and and then tell us what is boss man. Yeah. Yeah. So back in the day, which, <laughs> oh my gosh, I was just, I was just telling a friend, I was like, next year, I will, it will have been 20 years since I graduated college. <laughs> like that, 
makes me yeah, want to right? cry a little yeah. bit. Been there, done that, girl. <laughs> oh, and I, and I officially yeah. know that when I say kids these days, yeah. is the phrase that comes out or anything that looks popular, I, I, I am now old enough to actively not want to do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love it. Yeah. So, so just, just everybody said, when I say back in the day, it was uh, 2013, 2012, 2012, quit my job. It was going to start my own consulting business. I was in a director position where I worked 12, 13 hour days. I was married to a, a, you know, a corporate banker. And so basically he worked 14 hour days. We both worked a lot. Yeah. We took, when we took vacations, we would take long vacations to big, awesome places because we didn't have kids and we had money to spend because we never got to do anything because we worked all the time. And the day I quit, uh, everybody took me out drinking and tequila shots. And apparently my body was like, oh, so we're going to, we're going to not, not, not work anymore. So I immediately got pregnant. <laughs> so I literally like six weeks later, find it. so I joke like boss mom, I literally became a boss, like a boss mom and started my business and start, you know, became a mom on the same 24 hours. So <laughs> I uh, love it. Yeah, well, and and this is what happened. I mean, when I with why I started Boss Mom, which wasn't two years until after that, right? Is I felt incredibly isolated. I felt incredibly alone. I felt in incredibly dumb a lot of the time. Right? I had this baby. I cried a lot because breastfeeding is hard. Knowing what to do with your baby is hard. Feeling like sometimes you want a break from your baby is hard. Yeah. Um, getting excited about my business and building a website. And, you know, I was in consulting at the time. That's what I thought my business would be. And trying to do all those things and then getting excited about that, sometimes more excited than I was about being with my baby because yeah. having an infant is hard. None of my family was around. None of that was around. And I just felt bad. I constantly felt bad. And I had people constantly telling me, because I had started my business right at this time, that when when I was pregnant, they were like, you better go get a job because once they know that you're pregnant, you know, it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard. And I was like, I don't want a job. And they're like, well, don't you want the like security and the safety? And I was like, well, I don't want to go back to a job. <laughs> That's what I know. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to do any of those things. I want to be with my baby. And then when I had the baby, I was like, I need a break from the like, baby. I need and a I job. Like, I, can't, I can't win. Yeah. yeah. So, so basically when my son was three months old, I'm, I was in Columbus, Ohio at the time. It's negative 11 degrees in winter. And I come. I'm from Southern California. I'm on and off. My parents had moved back here and yeah, I just, I was on the phone with my mom. I saw a baby and the mom and the grandma and I just started crying. And, mm. and I was like, we, I want to move. I want to move back. I want to be closer to you guys. And I have a very close relationship with my mom and my stepdad called up my husband and was like, Hey, can we move to San Diego? And he was like, this is not a hard sell. I will quit tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> and in three months we'd sold our house and moved to San Diego. Luckily he worked with a large bank where they, he was able to, to move and transfer and it was relatively easy. Yeah. And I just found myself all of a sudden, everybody here was entrepreneurs and there was a ton of moms. And I started going to these networking places and meeting these women who had babies and had businesses. And, and this whole world opened up to me. And after a while, what I, I was going to write a, write a book about content strategy. And I uh, was in a mastermind with, with some colleagues I had met in an event. And one of them was a book, you know, a book uh, coach, uh, Azul Taronis. And you know, I was going to write this book. And when we sat down, what came out was boss mom. What came out was all this isolation and guilt and, and scariness and, and this being a mom, but also feeling like I'm kind of a smart, capable 
person who wants to do a lot of other things as well, you know, than just being a mom and not wanting to be a stay-at-home mom. I want to be with my kids, but I don't want to be with my kids 24 hours a day. And some women can do that and they love it. And I'm, to be honest, I'm a little jealous of that because I I have, do not feel fulfilled in that way at all. So what came out was boss mom and this just wanting women to not feel guilty. Don't feel guilty about being a hot mess. You can't cry out your intelligence. Like kids are really hard. They're really hard, super fulfilling, really hard. Just like your business. Your business is super fulfilling and also really hard. At least once a a month, you want to like move to Mexico and change your name. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like at least once a month, you want to cry in the bathroom with like, you know, old breakup country song ballads (laughs) playing, right? Or a lifetime movie on. Yeah. And so, and so Boss Mom came out and everybody just grabbed onto it because, you know, it turns because, out because we all is, feel that way is <laughs> also feeling alone and isolated. Yeah, yeah, we're literally. Yeah. yeah. What what's the Billy Joel? Like we're sharing a, a drink they called loneliness because it's yes. better than drinking alone. We're yes. all literally hanging out together, feeling alone. And yeah. you're like, there's got to be some better way. And that's absolutely boss mom. Boss mom was born and we've been trying to make a difference ever since. Oh, my gosh. I, I love that. And I love you know, the authenticity there. And, you know, I know at when I was, I was working in the corporate world when I was having all of my kids and it was really, really hard. And it was, you know, so entrepreneur working at home, like I always say, and I feel, I do feel guilty for saying this sometimes, but I don't, you know, working outside of the home when my kids were babies was what was best for me because I was just, I wasn't, I wasn't like a great baby mom. I loved the time I had with them. But like when I was home on maternity leave, I was like, oh my God, what am I doing? Um, So, you know, I just think it's about figuring out what's best for you and how you feel fulfilled. And I love that you were able to admit that like staying home 24 seven doesn't fulfill me because I I think the first step is admitting it, (laughs) right? Yeah. Well, and I think everybody should own whatever their specific desires are. Cause I remember I, I wanted to go, I wanted my kids to like have, you know, go to a care space. Kids, ours is called kids care. So now my brain just thinks of that word, but (laughs) I also never wanted a nanny. I have a, I have a good friend who she wanted somebody in the house. So the baby was in the house with her. And I had, I didn't ever want a nanny because I didn't, I wanted the home to be where I was the mom in the home. So I had, I had a very specific desire to not have somebody in the home with me because I had, you know, ways that, and I had had experiences of people I've known where that I didn't like how the relationship flourished there. And, you know, and, and so I have, I have things in my head, whether they're right or not. And so my friend having a different space, but we both had to accept and love each other for our different decisions. And when I would go to school and drop the kids off and, and there would be a, another mom, cause now my kids are in kindergarten and first grade, you know, and, and one of the moms would tell me like, I love my kids too much to work. And I would immediately want to get defensive, but then I'd go, they're not saying that because they think I'm bad. They're saying that because they want to in their mind, justify that they're not going to work because they love their kids. And that's totally fine. Dude, if you're married to somebody, you don't have to work and you don't want to work, own it. Yeah. I love it. Do it. I, and I had to start realizing this positive intent that we all say things to each other. My mom says things to me about the way I, you know, I parent because we live in a different world and we care about different things. And our friends say stuff to each other and our sp- spouses say stuff to each other. And I think we and we say this in business, too, that we have to recognize this positive intent that we're constantly insulting each other unintentionally. 
<laughs> I, I actually love that positive intent. It's so great. Yeah, because it's- people come at it. Like when someone cuts you off on the road, I always have to remember Mm-hmm. They probably didn't even know I existed. They're probably right. late for work or they got into a fight or they're missing their child's blank or they are sad because of something or they just got their heart broken or whatever or their parent is sick or whatever it is. Like I have to take myself out of the center and realize in most cases it has nothing to do with me. And it takes a, a separation from self to say there's it, most of the time the bad things that happen in my life have nothing to do with me. They're not centered around me. They're centered around somebody else and what they're feeling, what they're experiencing. They just happen to bump into me at that time. Even when people say mean things online, that's what I do. Like it's not about me. Even if they're saying it to me, it's not about me. And when I do that, I can live a much happier life. Cause even when my kids do things, it's not about me. They're not doing it because of me. They're doing it because they're kids. They literally yeah. do not have the emotional awareness to understand how insulting it is <laughs> to go and push on your stomach and be like, hey, mom, is there yeah. another baby in there? And you're like, hey, jerk face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love it. Positive intent, positive intent. Positive intent, yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so there's so there's this, like like I said in the intro, like this debate about like, you know, trying to have it all. I mean, the whole thing with balance, it's complete BS. There's never balance. But mm-hmm. let's talk about, you know, what do you think as far as women, can women build a successful business and still be there for their kids? How does that work? Because I think that's something that a lot of people struggle with. I'm sure there's a lot of listeners out there that had an idea or wanted to do something or work from home or build a business, but they're like, but I have kids, so I can't, or I, I'm, I'm so busy, you know, that. Yeah. So, so what do you say to that? Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, yes, ultimately you can literally do anything you want. If you, what would you tell a kid? You can do anything you want as long as you put your mind to it, yes, right? As dream, long as you make it a big. priority. Dream big. <laughs> And that's totally true. I, I, was, yeah. I was talking to a friend's, um, their, their parents were in town and I saw, the, saw their parents and the mom was saying, well, you know, that thigh master, like that doesn't, that never worked. And I was like, no, a thigh master totally works if you use it. Right. Oh, that planner that you've got. Oh, that, that, that tool, that email to that thing. Like they all work. If you it use it, it, right. That, it. you know, that gym membership, it works if you go. And so, <laughs> One of the problems is, is we, I think, uh, and I, I talk a lot about this from a mom guilt standpoint, we feel guilt about anything in our life, but a lot of women feel this about like how we're running our businesses and how we're spending time with our babies is you feel guilty when you're not sure you're making the right choice, right? That's what it is. It's an uncertainty. So I feel guilty because I, should I be doing this is something else more important. And so the key is really what are your priorities? What is it you want to do? And there's a book, um, Essentialism, which I think is really great because it dives into this idea of, yeah, you can have it all. But the problem is, is everybody's version of have it all is do it all. And that's and that, that's not useful to anybody, right? It's it's not helpful for us to do it all. Having it all and doing it all are two different things. Doing it all is I'm going to go live every day and I'm going to be on social media and I'm going to sell on my business and then I'm going to make all these things and I'm going to write a book and I'm going to have a podcast and I'm going to go to everything my kid's ever done and they're going to be in every, you know, you can't do all those things. But is doing all those things really having it all? And the answer would be no, because most of those things you don't actually give a crap about. You really don't. You don't. Let's be honest. Right. You don't. You know, I, I'm not a massive sports person. I grew up in a very small family. I was a choir geek and played tennis. I didn't do team sports. 
I like I, my kids are in karate. Like I have a very specific, I'm not the person that wants to be at the Friday night lights all the time. I'm not, I did not grow up that way. I have friends with kids and they may, you know, they run the football team, they do all the things and they love that. And I, and because that's, what's important to them, right? For me, we make tents in my house. You know, I will spend eight hours building, constructing the most elaborate, awesome tent. And we get a lot of <laughs> spiders here in San Diego. So every couple of weeks, you really have to take everything out off the beds in the kids' room to make sure. I mean, my son's had a black widow in his bed before. Oh my so, God. and and when they do a lot of construction over here, you'll get uh, tarantulas. Like it's no joke. There's like my kids know every kind of spider and whether yeah. it's poisonous or not because you have to here in San Diego. It's just people don't realize, but spiders are a big deal. Oh my God! So, I had no um, idea. <laughs> Oh yeah. Yeah. Super. So we do this. So every couple of weeks we make these tents. That's important to me. I will literally drop everything to, we have, we have clips on hand and extra sheets so that we can construct really super awesome tents. Other parents don't care about that. In my business, I want certain things. I want happy hour. Happy hour is very important to me. I want time on the beach. I want to be done by two, but I want to not pick my kids up till four because that is me time. Right. I want, I want certain things. So I think when we talk about, can I have it all? We have to separate it from can I do it all? Because if you do it all and you try to do it all, you're certainly not going to have it all. And most likely you're going to be overworked, exhausted, depressed, feel like you're the problem, never get anything done. And so, yeah, so the, the, it comes down to, you don't feel guilty when you feel good about the decisions you're making. So sit down and say, what am I doing right now that I don't want to be doing, but I think I have to do. And I, I'm on this big kick of like, I'm so sick of people saying like, oh, the feminist thing is that women don't need anybody else and we can do everything on our own. And I was like, who wants that pressure, dude? I want everybody to do everything for me. Like the, I, I'm saying the, the strong independent woman says no to everything that doesn't serve her. Cause I'm so sick of women being told like you can do everything. So say yes to everything. Screw yeah. that. You want to be a strong, independent woman? Say no to everything. (laughs) Yes, exactly. I say no to everything that doesn't serve you. That you're you're exactly right. It's like the pendulum swung so far, and it's like, okay, we have to say yes to everything and do everything on our own. I'm like, uh, no. I would, if I could, I'd have a cook. I'd have someone, you know, do. I mean, do. You can only do so much in a day. There's only so much time. And here's the other thing too, is this idea of, can we have it all? Can we like all those things? What it does is it makes women go, well, if I can write my own emails, if I can learn that thing, if I can read every article and check my email and get back to everybody and do all these things, then, then if I have somebody help me, I'm admitting defeat. If I have somebody help me, then it means I'm not capable. And I think that is something that we all have to change right? We all have to go, what do I like and not like doing? What am I good at and crappy at? And, and recognize that, that nobody is good at everything. In fact, the really successful people stop doing everything they're not excellent at, devote 80% of their time to only the things they're amazing at, right? In my business, I am a content writer. Like I am good at content. I'm good at content strategy. That is my jam. I write our emails, I write our sales pages. I do all those things. But you know what I don't do? Everything else, (laughs) you know, because I've tried giving those things away that I'm best at. It's a waste of money for me to have somebody write something I'm going to write. And then I and then we templatize everything and and give it to our members so that they they're they're them not being writers is great. I'll be I'll be the person that gives you all the content. In your business, it just depends on what you're good at and just embrace what you're good at. And as parenting, embrace what you're good at. You know, if you are not a cook 
and you don't like cooking, do get HelloFresh. Get something that gets delivered to your door. It doesn't make you a bad mom. It doesn't make you bad at anything. It just means you're the kind of person that doesn't want to cook every day. And you know what? Anybody that tells you that comes up to you and says, oh, I, I, I spend an hour and I really want to make sure I'm giving my kid like showing my kids that that we cook as a family, then you can take positive intent and go. I love that you love that. I don't do that. <laughs> we spend hours doing this with right, my right, family. Right. This is yeah. what we do together as a family. And the cooking just isn't important to us. But I love that it's important to you. And we just start realizing that everybody's insults are just them justifying, trying to not feel guilty about what their decisions are and let them embrace their decisions. You embrace yours. Don't try and do it all. And you can only have it all if you don't try and do it all. Man, do I love that. And I I totally am with you on that. I talk about embracing strengths and I try to do it myself all the time. Just embrace our strengths. I mean, we all have strengths and weaknesses. So why focus on the weaknesses? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so... The other thing I want to talk about is the beautifully unpredictable schedule, right? Because like as moms, and again, I know we were talking about a little bit about this before we started recording, and I, I read this in your bio and it just like popped off the page because that is a beautifully unpredictable schedule is literally my life every single day and every and, mom's and, life. and every mom's life. Exactly. Like, I mean, every, every mom that I talk to and I mean, just like what I had to go through to sit down prior to this podcast. It's like, it was like, I'm a ping pong ball, right? Managing business and, and motherhood and all in one. And, you know, it's not like I was working all day at my computer. That's just not reality. So Mm -hmm. talk to me about the beautifully unpredictable schedule. Yeah. And I, and I, I thought long and hard. I'm a big, I, I come from a family. I have a journalism degree. I love writing. I mean, I love talking just as much as I love writing, but I love writing. <laughs> I love it. I love, I'm a Gemini. So it's just a, oh, so people, my husband. people have to slow me down. <laughs> he's a talker. Right. Yeah. We're talkers. See, yeah. And, um, my dad's a writer. My mom's a writer. Like, like I come from a family of artists and writers and it's just, and I, and I love it. Creativity is important. When I was in high school, my dad would be writing uh, a book and he would have an easel and ask us about school. I was, I was brought up to think in stories, to think in, to be attentive and, and see surroundings and decipher and depict and discuss. So I, I love words. So words are really important to me. And when I was looking at our schedules and I would say these, we have these unpredictable schedules as moms, I was saying, yeah, but there has to be some acceptance of it, right? Because the problem is, is everybody's trying to not have an unpredictable schedule, yeah. right? And, and it doesn't work. And then we just like, like the guilt, we just feel bad because then it feels like we're constantly being interrupted, Yes. And when you feel interrupted, then I hear women say, then I lose my flow and then my days I'm frustrated and then it's hard to get back on track, right? Because we're being interrupted. Well, if we think about our unpredictable schedules as this beautiful joy that we get to have, right? And I know, yeah, it's a gift. And I know people are going, oh, Dana, you're crazy, right? But (laughs) but here's the thing is we, we are, our emotions follow our perception, right? So what we perceive, our body then reacts to. So if we perceive danger, our body reacts to danger. If we perceive love, if we perceive any of those things, right? Have you ever had it where you you think somebody's going to say something and you get that like, <gasps> oh, that scared yeah. feeling, or you think something's going to happen and then they don't do that thing and you're like, oh, this wave of like, thank goodness, there's not a bear in the cave kind yeah, of situation. Absolutely. Yeah. And so Knowing that, knowing that our emotions follow our perceptions, then we we do have a choice about how we perceive things. But it has to be 
habitual, right? You can't just say, I'm going to decide to be happier. Like that doesn't work. You right. can say, I'm going to decide to whatever. I'm going to decide to not be scared of new things in my business. And you're like, yeah, good luck with that. Um, <laughs> and so when we, we talk about a beautifully unpredictable schedule, w- there are things that we can't change about the fact that one, we have no idea when our kids are going to have breakdowns. We have no idea when things are going to happen to our kids or with our kids that throw our entire day off. If you have a spouse or a partner, you have no idea when what they do is going to affect you. And shoot, we're women. So it kind of depends on the time of the month as to how you perceive anything, right? Right. (laughs) We literally put it into my calendar in my business of when I'm smart and when I'm a hot mess. (laughs) And I had somebody actually ask the other day, they were like, so when did you put your kids down to sleep? And my daughter was sitting on her lap. It was my, it was my cousin-in-law. And I, and I just jokingly looked up and I said, well, are we talking about when I have it together? Or are we talking about when I have a hot mess? And my daughter's like, Ooh, tell us when you have a hot mess. And I was like, well, when I have a hot mess, I usually fall asleep first. And we just hope the kids make it to bed. But when I've got it together, it's about eight 30. Oh my God. I love but it. But I say that jokingly and people will tell me like, Oh, you're so bold for, you know, saying what's real. But the fact is, is that even when our kids grow up, you know what happens? Our parents get older and then we have to take care of them. And when yeah. I get older, my kids are going to have to like, it's all, it's all cyclical and women's job, whether we want it or not, are nurturers. That's yep. what we do. And you want to know why? Because we give a crap. We're yeah. women that give a crap. You know what that means? That means that if you're in a business where you don't feel like anybody gives a crap about you, you're not going to like your business. If you have a family where you feel like nobody gives a crap for you, you're not, not going to get resentful, right? We have yeah. to be aligned. We have to feel loved. We have to feel connected. And so when we think our kids are taking away from us, when we think our business is taking away from us on either side, then you just can't enjoy anything. So if we can't embrace how beautiful our unpredictable schedules are, how it's super annoying when our kids need things or when they don't just do what they're supposed to do and put the pair of shoes that I picked out for you on, but they want to think about it or there's something (laughs) happening at school and you didn't tell me about it. Now we have to rush and figure out what we're going to do, you know, or any of those things that those are the little tiny nuggets of joy. Those are the distractions that we can either embrace and not be frustrated by them and only work with people that understand that our lives are like that, or we can look at them as things that pull us away and constantly be angry about them. And I just ask everybody listening, which world do you want to live in where your kids are a joy, even when they're totally throwing you off kilter all the time and your business is a joy, even though it's totally throwing you off kilter all the time and totally embracing that or constantly feeling like you're being nagged and nothing goes right. I mean, that's yeah. the choice we have because they're right. both the same situation, by the way. <laughs> exactly. And and as you're talking and think, sitting here thinking about, I mean, it really goes to, it, it's, it's really about your thought process, right? It's about your thoughts and again, affecting your emotions and how you decide to perceive what's happening in your day. So whether you're a working mom outside the home or you're starting your own business, or even if you're not a working mom and you're just home with the kids and you're trying to fold laundry and they come in and interrupt you or whatever it is. It's about really embracing the unpredictability of what our day brings. Because I think as moms, everything that we handle on a daily basis is unpredictable, right? Things come up and we just don't know. So I think what you're saying is really awesome because it's about changing your whole perspective of looking at what, what our schedules look like and just kind of allowing yourself to almost go with the flow <laughs> in a way, right? Well, Which and, is hard and, to do. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, is too, you, you want to be 
strategic about it too, right? Which means, okay, I can say that, but if all of my clients are on deadlines and launches and I have things that have deadlines and launches, then having an unpredictable schedule totally messes with that, right? And I joke yes. that the, that when you do something that has a specific due date, the universe knows and the universe is a total jerk, right? And so- <laughs> Kids get sick. I've had somebody say their water heater broke, uh, you know, like something randomly, ran things just randomly happen. It doesn't even have to do with your kids. It's just in life, always. Something yeah, happens. Life happens. Member. Someone finds out they're pregnant and they've got morning sickness, like all the things, right? Yeah. And so what we do have to do is understanding that our schedule is unpredictable and sometimes erratic. Wanting to embrace that because when you feel rushed and when you feel uh, frustrated, then the whole day can get ruined and you're, you can lose the flow. So if you can't embrace it, right? So we have to build a business. I, I love building evergreen systems in my business because you want a business that you could step away from. I, I had a um, somebody else's coach, but they had shared it with me, say that you want a business that if you had to step away for a month, it got better without you. And I'm like, oh, that's the ultimate goal because yeah. because the the problem is is that we want to be needed as women, right? And so this is this ultimate conundrum in building our businesses, like raising our businesses and babies, as I would say, right? Which is we want to be needed, so we naturally put ourselves in situations where people can't live without us, our clients can't live without us, our business can't live without us, our kids can't live without us. But then we get overwhelmed and want to cry in the bathroom floor with the door locked and our foot <laughs> up against the door. Because we've created a situation where we're always needed, right? Yeah. And so we have to find other ways to feel love and to feel valued while we can also not be missed, right? Like it's hard for me to build a business that doesn't need me because I want to be needed right? By everybody. <laughs> because you need to be there. It has to, I mean, yeah. who else can fill your shoes, right? Exactly. Yeah. And yes. how am I this beautiful, unique butterfly if somebody else can do what I do? But the fact is, is that you're still the leader. You're still the builder. Right. You still gave birth to those children. Like who, how they act without you reflects upon how you have mothered them. Yes. How your business acts without you reflects on how you have led and built that business. And what our goal is, is not to create children and businesses that are dependent on us. Our goal is to create children and businesses that flourish in society without us, that become contributing members to the community without us, that are loved and lead and are, you know, amazing without us. Like, and that to me is the ultimate sign that we are loved and that we have done good work. And, and I think that's the thing we have to like mantra at night. Like I need yeah. to build things that don't need me. Build thing, when I build things that don't need me, it shows how valuable I am. And, and if we don't keep saying that, then we build things that need us and then we end up being miserable. Yeah. No. Oh my gosh. That is just such a great analogy talking about the kids and when they're not around you and the same thing with business. Cause I've never really thought about it in that way. I think that's, that's just a, such a, Great way to look at it. Okay, so if there's someone out there right now that's listening and thinking about, you know, a business that they want to build, and but they keep, you know, putting it off or keep telling themselves they can't do it, they're too busy. What would be your advice to them? Yeah. So okay. So if you if you have no idea like how to get started, right? Doing tactical stuff isn't isn't the way to go. So generally, what people do is they're like, "Well, I'll start." reading all these blog posts and doing right. all these things, right? <laughs> yes. Totally not it. Age old stuff works, right? Like back to the basics always works. So what I generally tell people, we talked about this in my first book is, is the important and urgent quadrant, 
super mm. easy, right? So you draw the little, like a little grid. So it's the, you know, the, the yeah. vertical and the horizontal are right. So you've yeah. got four, four quadrants and at the, on the one that goes from the arrow, from the top to the bottom, you've got important on top and not important on bottom. And then the horizontal one, you have urgent and not urgent. And I want you to think through your day, right? Because what we do is we say we're busy. Uh, of course. Yeah. Yes. You feel the time you have. That's why, that's why I'm not a big meetings person. I, I've yeah. been in, worked in businesses where I've gotten meeting to the death because totally. if you have a two hour meeting, you will take two hours to do whatever. If you have a 15 minute meeting, you will take 15 minutes to get to an answer. We yeah. feel the time that we give. Yeah. Right. And so with that in mind, think about all the things you do in your day, both personal, both, you know, uh, with your family, with your, you know, things you're doing in your business that make you, I'm air quoting busy. <laughs> and then you start saying, where do they fit? Where are the things that are urgent and important, urgent and, and not important, not urgent, important, you know, and what we yeah. often find is a lot of our busy is putting out fires is the things that aren't urgent uh, or sorry, or urgent, but not important. Right. And then you have to look at those. And what I generally do is I do this whole grid of the things. Right. And then I take a, a highlighter and I go, okay, which one of these of these things are that uh, part of that beautiful, unpredictable schedule that are like, okay, this was this was uh, urgent, but it was also important because this ki- my daughter had to get her this project done or they had to. Okay. But this wasn't important because I could have totally said no to that. And just it, the person, the other person th- thought it was important, but I don't think it's important. Right. right? Yeah. Not important and, to you. And you could, yeah. And you could live without it. So then I, 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 you know, highlight the things that are like, okay, these things I can't, I can't change. And I try to be conscious of, of what I'm saying. I can't change, be really thoughtful because most of the things you can change. And then I start looking with the high and I start taking highlighters and the, the way you use your highlighters are going to be different for certain people. But, but I like going in and I like going, okay, you know, what are the things in here that I just don't want to do at all? They take up part like cooking. Maybe you don't want to cook, you yeah. know, maybe you don't want to clean. Maybe you don't want to, whatever it is. Okay. What, what do I, those are the things I just don't want to do at all. And then I start going, okay, well, if I, if I took those off my plate, how much money or how much, en- how much energy would it take to replace that? Okay. Let's think, let's think about what that looks like and how would that free up my schedule if I did that? Right. And I go, kind of go through this process to really just assess what's happening in my life. Like, are there things I could say no to? Are there reasons why I feel like I can't say no to them? Because a friend asked, or yeah. I feel like I'm a bad parent if I don't contribute things in, to the school, right? And then you go, okay, well, are there some boundaries I could create, you know, to make myself feel better, but also create some boundaries? Like at the school, I tell myself, once a quarter, I will do something for the school. Once I've done my once a quarter thing, I feel good Check. about myself. Because <laughs> I'm not the the mom that wants to be the classroom mom. I'm not that mom. And I'm perfectly okay with that. So then once you do that, then you look at, okay, what is the new thing I want to do? I want to start a new, new business. Okay. Well, what are some of the things that I need to to do in order to do that? And I start looking at the the quadrants because most of when you're starting a business can be that important, but not urgent space. Right. So then you go, okay, like how, how much time can I free up and start to do some of those things? And I, and I generally think of things in, in energy and time, right? So how much energy is it going to take and how much time is it going to take um, to do some of these things? And do I have to do them? Right. Because you, there's a lot of people that go, I don't want to do the research, competitive research for that. I don't want to figure out how to, you know, start a DBA. I don't want to do whatever. And they have the money. To, to pay for those things. And some people go, I, I don't have the money and I want to be able to do these. And so just come up with your plan, uh, looking at that of going, how much time would I have to free up in order to do what I want? Or are there just things I could start saying no to right now to free up that time 
you know, or do I have plenty of time and I'm just saying I'm busy because I'm scared. That's also a thing, right? (laughs) Oh, that's, that's definitely a thing. Yeah. (laughs) And this assessment is good. And if you're, if you're not in a place to do it yourself, that's when you get with other women. Yeah. And, and that you find in a community, like that's what our Boston community is like, get together with other women that challenge you yeah. and say, why, why could you, could you, could you, could you, right? And they challenge you and do that. And then the other one that I say really, really works is we do everything on three levels, which is emotional, environmental, and financial, right? So look at what do you want? And we generally do, what do you want a year from now, two years from now, five years from now, like that kind of thing. But ultimately, what do you want your environment to look like? right? A year from now, if you had a business, what do you want? Do you want the business that just allows you vacation money? You know, do you want to quit your job? Do you want to, are your kids getting old enough that you're bored and now you want something, right? Do you want a billion dollar business with a corporate office and all those things? Like, what do you want? So environmentally, do you want to buy a better house? Do you want to retire your husband? Do you want a college fund for your kids? Like, what is it that you want? And, and so the environment is everything you're surrounded by the people and the things you're surrounded by. What do you want to, and, and if you need more help in the brainstorming, you do the start, stop and continue right? So with your environment, what do you want to start? What do you want to change? What do you want to stop, get rid of? And what do you want to keep doing? Things that you like. Same thing financial, right? So looking at your finances, how much more do you want? Some women, like I said, they just want enough money to send their kids to take care, right? And some women want to retire the whole family. Um, So you decide what do you want and want to start, stop and continue. And then the third one is emotionally. How do you want to feel? Some women want to feel empowered. They want to feel in charge. You know, I want space, I, some of my best ideas come when I have space. I have an entire day in my business now, and it's taken me years to get there. That is a deep thought day. Yeah. I have a deep thought day. It's and awesome. I think, and I sit by the beach and I listen to the wind in the trees and I get bored. And you know what happens when I get bored? Awesome thing. Awesome <laughs> you get some get great ideas. <laughs> yeah. And, and so that's, and so you got to define, and when you do those things and you look at that important, not urgent quadrant, and you think about what is it from an environmental, emotional, and financial that you, that you want, then looking at your business, you can actually make educated decisions. You can make really informed, intentional decisions about what you're building. Cause a lot of us hit the ground running. Right. And yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. happens? Think of your toddler. Like if anybody who's had a toddler or has a toddler and <laughs> they are, um, and you know what they do when they're about 18 months old, right? They can walk and they can climb and they can get into things. And it is so mentally exhausting to make sure they don't break things or kill themselves. Yeah. <laughs> Right. If you run too fast into your business and just say, I'm just going to start building stuff and doing stuff, I it sounds great because I don't want to keep you from taking action. But if you do that, it's mentally exhausting because everything breaks, everything gets in trouble. Yeah. Right. And if you don't have a compass for exactly what you want and why you're doing what you're doing, you don't have to have a big why, but doing those three things and knowing what's important, what you could let go of if you need extra time and you don't know those things, then you're immediately going to get overwhelmed and you're going to give up. That's why most businesses give up because they didn't, they didn't have the tethering of what the heck they're doing. And then your kid looks at you and goes, why aren't you hanging out with me? And you're going, I don't know. I don't know why I'm not hanging out with you. I don't know if my business is giving <laughs> me actually, anything yeah. enough to warrant that. Yeah. <laughs> but, now I'm, but now I'm already doing it, so I can't stop, right? right this right, notion right. of you're already doing it, so you can't stop, just let it go. Let it go. Bless and release, so, ladies. Yes. Bless and release. <laughs> oh my gosh. Dana, I you just 
gave like so much amazing information. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to say you dumped some, but it, it, like, that's what I they felt like. to overwhelm people with all no, I was like, oh my God, this is all so good. We need to get the book. I need to do the quadrant. I, I think everybody does. So whether, you know, no matter where you are in your business, I think asking yourself these questions that you talked about and, and doing the quadrant and also the environment, financial, emotionally, like, emotional, like, I think all of those things, like evaluating ourselves, taking the time to sit back and really think about those things is hugely important that most moms don't ever give ourselves the time to do. So I want to thank you so very much for sharing your amazing expertise and, you know, all of this wonderful information with us today. And so your book is Boss Mom, right? And then Facebook community is Boss Mom (laughs) as well. Yes. Yeah, if you just go to boss-mom. Actually, if you just go to boss-mom.com, it'll take you to the community. To everything, yeah. And actually for your audience, I would because we're in the midst of updating the Boss Mom book. It's about five years old. Okay. So awesome. on Labor Day, we're going to be releasing an updated version that adds in our Nurture to Convert system. So it doesn't just talk about how do we have babies and businesses. It actually gives you the exact system that we suggest you build so that your business allows you to have that unpredictable schedule without it being stressful. So that's coming out in Labor Day. So I would recommend for everybody my third book, which is Climb Your Own Ladder, because it describes to you the exact levels in your business. Because when we are the intern in our own business, when you're getting started, what we tend to want to do is be the CEO, right? Mm -hmm. If you joined a company in corporate, you wouldn't expect to go from intern to CEO in six months. Yet we beat ourselves up in, in, in owning our own business that we don't, aren't the CEO. You have to earn your way to be your own CEO. So it's called climb your own ladder, become the CEO of your own business. And what it does is it gives you permission to be in each level of your business and what the intern looks like, what you should be doing when you're the intern of your own business, when you are the janitor cleaning up the messes you've just made by <laughs> doing a bunch of stuff that, cause you don't know what you're doing. Right. 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 And there's no, it's just like parenting. The there's no amount of books you can read. There's no amount of coaching you can redo. That's going to prepare you for the things that you uniquely are going to mess up in your own business. <laughs> but that's okay. Because the reason I like this book is because it gives you permission to know. And then it tells you when to elevate to the next level. Because the biggest thing is people get stuck in levels and they don't know when it's the right time to move up, when it's the right time to hire or to flip evergreen or to let go of something. And so it's a good book for people to say, okay, if you're making the decision to have your own business, here are the rules of the game when it comes to climbing your own ladder and, and what it should look like and how to embrace each level so that you really earn your way to the top. Like promote yourself. Don't get mad at yourself for not being the CEO right off the bat. That's awesome. Promote yourself. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. All right. Well, thank you so much, Dana. Um, Guys, please, I'm telling you, if you are thinking about owning your own business, if you're a working mom, anything, join the Boss Mom community. It is such a an amazing community of really supportive, awesome women. So I highly suggest that. And I'm excited about the new book coming out. And we will link everything in the show notes for everybody. So thank you all for listening. You can find me at Suburban Warrior. As always, please leave a comment. Tell us what you thought of the podcast. And we will see you again next week. Thanks for joining us.